Tad would say, Tad would say, um, uh, that's my Tad. Um, um, uh, <laughs> you sound like Marge Simpson. Um, um, can you just say homie in that voice really quick? Homie. Yeah. That's Tad. Yeah, it's Marge Simpson. That's Tad. That's Jay's, that's Jay's Marge. Jay. <laughs> okay. Let me type that the in. The magic. Oh my homie. <laughs> interchangeable. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's my Tad voice. Chicago Bulls, the, the second power ranked team in the NBA, got a game tonight starting at 7.30 my time, which is 9.30 J's. Good fucking luck, buddy. I'm going to watch them beat the living shit out of the Lakers. I actually, now that I said that, knock on wood, they're going to beat the shit out of the Lakers. Kobe White's coming back, and I'm very excited. We're not shit talking. We're not doing anything. We're getting into it. We got work to do, people. Jay is in the building. I am in the building. Tad, I think, is asleep. <laughs> Welcome to NBA. I'm your host, Nikki Kiles, aka Patty Sweet Potato Pie Mills. Yeah, you heard me. And my brother, oh, I get say it brother. There you go. I Patty. Get it Patty. 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 <laughs> uh, man. Great video. I can't wait to boot makes me react like that. That it always does. Man. For you, congrats. And who are you? You're Jay, my brother from the same mother. I'm Jay, bringing back a classic, a.k.a. Ben and Jerry Simmons. That's some more of a somber subject. Uh, uh, before we get into that <laughs> subject, to bring the vibe down. both of those subjects, I want to ad- play another edition of Nikila's Random Stat Quiz. Jay, can you tell me who was the first NBA player to score at least 70 points in an NBA game. First player to ever score at least 70 points. Here's a question. Are there any game shows that have, like, ominous theme songs? (laughs) Probably the Japanese one. Just, like, a really dark theme song. No, the Japanese one's... Well, I guess that's more anime. I was thinking, it's like, they very often have, like, really, like, fast-paced, like, guitar. It was like... But that's an anime. I'll take I don't your really word for th- it. Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of. Uh, I can't really think of a game show in Japan. Hmm. So I don't know. But maybe the next time I'll come up with a more ominous tone. I'm but- gonna. Uh, so I'm gonna answer this question under the assumption that. Okay, so I'm gonna let you into my brain here for a second. Let me in that. Let me in that bad boy. We have a running joke on this podcast about the fact that any offensive stat whatsoever. Is nine times out of ten about Will Chamberlain. Now, yes. Now, you know that. I know that quite well. And I know that you know that I know that. And you know that I know that. And that Tad knows that. And then we know that you know that we know that. So, yes, the knowing has been known. As I think about this question, I think to myself, very good chances Will Chamberlain. But also, Nikki knows that I know that he knows that I know that most of the offensive shit is Will Chamberlain. Mm. So then my brain starts to think, well, maybe it's not Will Chamberlain. Probably isn't Will Chamberlain, actually, because Nikki is well thought out when he comes up with these questions most of the time. And so my assumption is that because he knows that I know that he knows that I know that Will Chamberlain is usually the answer, Will Chamberlain is not the answer. So I will go back to an answer that I said last week, and I'm going to say Elgin Baylor. Holy fucking shit. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
brain is okay. so powerful. Now, let me just double check with you because now we're going to go inside of my brain. Welcome back to my side of this one. Um, you don't know any of this. This is just something I was thinking. When I do these, I really only use two primary sources, basketball reference and stat muse. Boom. Today, when I was on my lunch, eating a sandwich from Jersey Mike's, not sponsored, but... <laughs> one day. Maybe. Well, yeah, no. I, I actually do like I do like Jersey Mike's. I would they, they had, well, at the theater, they had catering for the show we were working on, and they were like, guys, at the end of the day, like, we all we have to eat, eat some, like, during production, but afterwards, they're like, guys, we're probably going to throw this out, and we're going to take this home, and I was like, pass it down to me. <laughs> Sandwiches, chips, hummus, like, they were like, yeah, we're going to toss this. I was like, no, you can toss that shit in the back of my car. I'm going home with that. Let's go. <laughs> uh so stupid sorry uh but yeah usually i was in there you know eating my little sandwich and as soon as i pulled up stat muse first thing i see is literally today november 15th back in 1960 elgin baylor scored a career high 71 points coming the first player in nba history to score 70 plus points in a game thanks stat muse that was kind of a perfect time. And then I just happened to literally just, it was like the first thing. And I was like, well, that's a real good stat. And I did think to myself, they'll all think it's Will Chamberlain. So perfect <laughs> job, Jay. Way to go. I like it. You did it. My Congrats. brain is so powerful. I give it to you. I give it to you. Yeah. That's a good job, actually. Congratulations. I impressed myself. I impressed myself. All right. Are we going to talk sad news first or good news? Up to you, big dog. Let's no. Let's just go straight into some some sad news. Jay already led to it, but Ben Simmons has been struggling with mental health issues. Uh, but it has been coming out quite often from the Sixers that they believe he's just using that as an excuse to not play to tank his himself in order to get him like make it easier for him to be traded. I will say this. I. I do believe, um, I do actually believe in mental health issues. I think it's good for people to work on themselves, to better themselves. I also think Ben Simmons, you know, here and there, you look, didn't, didn't play well, just, you know, try to do better. That being said, I truly think yet again, the Sixers organization is just organization. I said that kind of weird. It's just like shit in the bed all over this stuff again. Jay, I'm going to let you talk, but that's sort of my pretext to everything. I, I firmly believe like the Sixers are really fucking this up. So how do you feel in this uh, sort of scenario? Um, You know, I've been thinking about not only just the Ben Simmons saga, but just like mental health and sports a lot over the last couple weeks. This is happening a lot in the NFL as well. Calvin, Calvin Ridley recently stepped away from football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Logan Thomas or Logan Johnson um uh, offensive lineman for the eagles i forget his name um also recently stepped away from mental health reasons and uh it's becoming uh more and more prevalent and that's not to say that like mental health issues are more and more prevalent it's it's to say that um taking time for oneself as it relates to mental health issues is becoming more and more prevalent um and to nikki's point i support that notion i always do i always will i think uh uh supporting mental health specifically uh, not even supposed necessarily su- supporting mental health, but fighting against the stigmas of mental health in the uh, male community, especially in the person of color male community. Um, it's something that we have been taught both as 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 whatever cisgendered men and just males in general, uh, but spe- e- even more so in the in the minorities. You know, the the brown and black communities is look. 
you just take shit. That's what you do. That's what it's like to be a minority. You just eat shit. You take shit, and you just take it on the chin. You roll with the punches, and you move forward. And yeah, it's to the some extent, man up mentality. Yeah, right. Man it's, up, it's the man on. up, like sack up, like throw some dirt on it. It's that whole thing, yeah. right? And to some extent, like. To some extent, those values are helpful, right? It's the same types of things that allow for people to rise from the ashes, to come out of situations of poverty and 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 drug stricken households, and all these things that allow them to rise up and and better their situations, better the situations for their families. But at the same time, like we can't we can't go ignoring these things. Now, a couple years ago, Ben Simmons' family was doing a documentary as he was preparing for the uh for the nba draft during his last season at lsu and it was very well documented that his sister also suffers from or i shouldn't say also but suffers from bipolar disorder it was something that they covered um pretty extensively in the documentary um it's something that also uh runs in his family uh bipolar disorder and and mental health conditions so at the beginning of this whole thing uh the ben simmons saga if you will um i think I think it goes without saying, and I don't want to speak for Tad because he's not here, but I don't know that any one of us, even though some of us, Chad, had very strong opinions on uh, Ben Simmons. He could say whatever the fuck he wants. He's been very adamant about how he said he would rather have Andrew Wiggins, which I think is fucking insane. But in any case, um, I don't know that any of us, yeah, I mean, Andrew Wiggins is playing well this season. That might be a take that Tad would be like, yeah, so take that. Whatever. I don't know that anybody on this podcast was like, not in the Ben Simmons like corner. I mean, I think with like Kyrie, it's a different situation. Where with Ben Simmons, I don't know that anybody was really against him. Like, we all understand why he's doing what he's doing to an extent, right? Like, they shit on him at the end of last season, and why would he want to come back to an employer who's just going to shit on him? That. I yep. that I vibe totally with that. Understand. That makes a lot of sense to me. I don't love the way that he handled coming back to practice and yep. just being a dick. That was poorly handled. I don't think yep. that was cool. Um it's become evident that like he is also going through some mental health issues and is is suffering from it. Um again, it's documented. His family has cases of it. Um so I'm not shocked by by the whole um, you know, uh sequence of events here. I, I think that to Nikki's point there is a place how do i want to say this there is there's a there's a line in the sand at which it's not personal it's a business we're just doing business and then there's a line in the sand where you have to support your employee right at the end of the day ben simmons is an employee of the the philadelphia 76ers there there was some you know some strong arming some you know posturing throughout this whole process Daryl Morey in the front office of the 76ers versus Ben Simmons and his team. Some of the Sixers teammates versus Ben Simmons and his team or Ben Simmons himself. Right. So like a lot of this has been posturing, like who's going to, who's going to like, who's going to yield first, all that. Right. And now we've gotten to the point now where like Ben Simmons is, is in search of his own help for his mental health issues. Because like, there's a lot to take on as a 23 year old dude, like as a 20. 23 24 year old person right like operating in the world operating in a world where every single move that you make is dissected and dissected and dissected right social media pictures everything right so like this is really difficult like people talk about this all the time but like i would be shocked to see how players in the 90s would have dealt with this shit and they want to talk their shit now i will say this to his credit isaiah thomas came out and was just like 
76ers, get your shit together. Like, what you're doing, airing out, like, Ben Simmons' dirty laundry, not fucking cool. It's fucked up. Not cool, not okay, not in any capacity. So, this is now becoming a hostile work environment in, like, a real, real way, where, at this rate, I'm fully in support of Ben Simmons. Like, I, I cannot... Yeah. I cannot, by any means, show any support whatsoever for the Philadelphia 76ers organization and the way that they're handling this. And also being in a city where your football team had a player who just recently stepped away from mental health issues. Like it's in the zeitgeist. It's it's in the community. Like this is not like a new thing. It's something that we as a society need to start reckoning, like reckoning with the fact that like sometimes you're going to be out four to six weeks because you have an ankle injury. And sometimes you're going to be out four to six weeks because you're just not there like mentally. And frankly, I think we all notice like sometimes it's good to just step away and take a mental break because you're actually worse for your team or worse for your organization or worse for, you know, you can't take like a four to six week where, you know, break from your family, but like a couple days, a no, couple weeks, well. like just, you know what I mean? Like, but th- you, you need that, that mental break to just reset and recalibrate. Yeah. And this is what Ben Simmons is going through. I think the way that the Sixers have handled this is embarrassing and um, awful. Nothing can be done. Yeah. Nothing can be done. Nobody's going, Adam Silver's not going to step in and and he shouldn't. Um, no, but I this is, I just, this whole situation is messy, man. Like I, I thought for a while that Ben Simmons would end up coming back to play for the Sixers mm. at this rate. I don't know. I think he can, no, I, I think at this that. rate, he'll probably just sit out the rest of the season. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I just lose that. the money. Well, and, and here when I say something, uh, just to that, I just thought about that because I literally made a joke about it today. The exact opposite, sort of that. We're gonna come back to the Sixers because I did think a little bit more on that. But man, I just man, whatever. Here's what I'm trying to say. The opposite is in Houston, they won't let John Wall play. Uh, he's not really allowed to play. Uh, well, I don't I'm think not, he wants to play. No, I know he probably also doesn't want to play. But they're also not trying to trade him. It's just like yeah, he's just gonna sit there for the rest of the year. I, I think they are trying to trade him if the right offer comes. That's just a really hard contract to trade. It was difficult to trade when they first did it. It's going to be even exponentially more difficult now. That is that arguably is the worst contract in the NBA. Eh, I guess but about true. Right behind Russell Westbrook. Those two, two worst <laughs> contracts in the NBA. Not Russell even Westbrook's being uh, is allowed to play, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I bet the, the Lakers wish that they could be like, oh, you know what? You're hurt. He's like, He's no, no, no. Hurt. I'm good. No, no, no. You're hurt. You're hurt. He's hurt. You're not but, doing uh, that. Back to the Sixers. They... The Sixers have like, they just have a history of fucking it up. It seems like not, maybe not at all time, but especially lately. Um. Know? Yeah, I don't want to go out like I don't want to like speak in hyperboles and be like, oh, they fuck everything up. Like they've definitely no, no, no. they've got saying, like over the last couple of years, especially you know the uh, the the Brian Colangelo shit. Brian Colangelo, like yeah. you know uh, that whole thing just was really really bad. This is also not great. Um. Yeah. Yeah, they're not on a good streak. I'd say that much, at least. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's not been very good. I also will say something. Be like to touch on the Isaiah Thomas point that you had. Um, you know, back in the '90s, I feel like they there was a little bit more of an allure to like the team and the players were a family. Like they're working together to get this, you know, something for the like. It's like yeah, we're doing it as a whole organization. As time's gone on, especially to this point, everybody is like, no, 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 no. That's not true. This is a business. That's it. I don't give a shit. And that's how everyone treats it. And I think sometimes it seems like, especially lately, with the Sixers, I specifically mean, it's like, they're kind of, like you said, they're a little dirty with this shit. They're like, no, 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 it's fuck this asshole. It's, it's on him. It's on him. We didn't do shit. And it's like, yeah. I mean, you guys, 
have been fucking up a lot lately. Speaking of 90s basketball, the Bulls were very good in the 90s. But y'all know who else is good? The current fucking Chicago Bulls. No more Ben Simmons talk. No more Sixers. Fuck the Sixers. They beat us twice, but fuck the Sixers. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls now, baby. Nine and four on the season. Uh, they have snapped the seven game win streak of the Brooklyn Nets, the seven game win streak of the Los Angeles Clippers, and they also uh, were the team to finally defeat the Utah Jazz. Uh, and give them their first loss of the entire season. They are top 10 in net rating. They are, I believe it was sixth in defense. and They're fourth now. Fourth in defense and tenth in fourth offense. In, fourth in opponents per, per, per game. Yeah. Points, this, per, uh, points per game, though, is they're now the 19th team. Oh, I dropped a little bit, yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, Offensive rating is 11th. Because yeah. of that number one power ranking team, the Warriors, they are playing very good as well, but... We're not from the Bay Area, so we're talking Bulls for a minute here, folks. Let's talk about this. This uh, this has been fun. First and foremost, this team has been fun to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, I think we've talked about this a little bit throughout the, the last couple of weeks, but like, I think the most shocking thing is the defense. Like, That was the one thing where we're just like, this team is going to score a lot of points, but they're going to be so bad on defense. And boy, were we opposite. wrong. Boy, were we wrong. Exactly I mean... Opposite. Tad said a couple weeks ago that DeMar DeRozan's always been a plus defender. That is absolutely not true at all. DeMar DeRozan's always been a notoriously terrible defender, but he's a guy who can fit into a team scheme. Yeah, I, I will agree team. with that. Yeah, like He defense. is not a good defender, but if you put him in a good team defensive scheme, he can play his part, and it's happening across the board. Like mm-hmm. Zach is falling Stepping into up, place. He's working out. DeMar is playing his role. We're getting really good defensive efforts off the bench from Io and Alex Caruso. Lonzo is, I mean, a plus plus defender. Like at this rate, like if he continues at this rate, he could potentially be all, all NBA defense this year. Like, I don't know about first or second team, but like he's that much of an agitator on the, on the defensive end. He was really making it tough for Paul George last night. They're just a really fun team. And I heard this on a different podcast and I I hadn't really like I had thought about it, but I wasn't able to put it in these words. Mm-hmm. They look like a team that's been playing together forever. Yes. Like it's kind of shocking to see how fluid their games all just kind of meld together, despite the fact that this is the first year. Like this looks like a team that oh, it was Adam Amin who said this. He was like, This looks like a team that we've been building through the draft over the last couple of years, and just now they're like we're peaking that's what it looks like and in reality this is year one like it's just crazy like how well all of their games like complement each other and i I don't know nikki uh, thoughts i mean you're watching the bulls in the west coast how was uh how was your your game last night uh well my game was disappointing on account of the uh i was one i was at the theater which is not a huge deal because guess what i could do (laughs) Look what I can do uh, is just put it on my phone because of the NBA app. Again, not sponsored, but thank you. Uh, And this is the point where I was like, oh, wait, I live in Los Angeles. So with the NBA app and anytime I try to watch anything with an L.A. team. Oh, that's right. You can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't get to watch the game, but I did, I did keep open on my phone the play-by-play of the entire kept... game. So I just, yeah, just like refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> I almost at one point, I was like, I kind of want to put headphones, but since I was at work, I was like, I have to pay attention to what they are saying because I was, there was like tech 
cues and stuff I had to work and do, like lights and sounds and shit. So I kind of had to hear things. But I was just, you know, paying attention to what the, how the game was. It was a blast to watch all of the, um, uh, all of the, the recap and the, you know highlights and all that shit. Also, wild how it was like eighty percent Bulls fans in that fucking in the, against the Clippers. Well, it's a Clippers game. Exactly. Dude. I was about to say it's not that. I don't think that's happening tonight against the Lakers. Um, but it was very fun. I will also say this on the team currently standing at sixth and seventh. Uh, for points per game in the league, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan also is currently fifth in MVP. I know it's all early, but it is, you know, it's fun. Actually, this, is, this is the best basketball that DeMar DeRozan has played in a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks good. In a very long time. I don't remember yeah, who he... it was, but I saw someone on Twitter who said, uh, um, I'm not saying he's been playing this, he was playing this good, but as a Spurs fan, I always knew that the only reason people weren't paying attention to Martin Rosen was because the Spurs weren't as good. It was oh, like, well, it's a, it's one of the smaller markets. Yeah, exactly. they're, not mar- they're not winning. Small it's market, a small market. are not winning. Nobody can see how good DeRozan's doing. Bulls are winning. Bigger market. The world is on notice. It's been truly a blast. Uh, what is it? Uh, number one in total steals in the NBA, Alex Caruso. Uh, I think he's second in you know steals per game, but... Number one total, and that's coming off the bench. He played his first game at the four, uh, which has been, I mean, you know, it sucks that Vooch is out right now. It's been insane watching these lineups that they have. I got to say this. I have always knew he, was a good, knew he was a good player, and I'm happy he's getting his minutes. Derek Jones Jr., he's showing out. He's doing exactly what I would assume that he would be able to do off the bench. He's yeah. got energy. He's getting your boards. He, he does score. It's not like a lot. It's like six points, but still, like, we need scoring off the bench because we really got shit. Until today, Kobe White's coming back. It's the return of Sub-Zero. I almost in my head said, get over here, but I was like, that's a different guy. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, oh, well, that might be the name of the, that might be the name of the episode. going to write that down. That's a different guy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> no, I think what's interesting, too, is like they're not really shooting a lot of threes, or they're not shooting threes well right now. I mean, well, um, like I said, they, they're not, they're, I mean, look, right now they're 11th offensive rating uh, in the league. Um, but, like, I I think their offense is actually the current problem that they're having. That's the thing that they're probably doing the worst at. Yeah, I mean, right now, eh, we're actually we're not that bad. We're 7th like, in 3-point percentage right now. I think but it's just watching we games because we have so many slumps. So if you had to guess, so we're we're 7th in 3-point percentage as a team right now. Welcome to the Bulls podcast, by the way. <clears throat> What per what? Where do you think we rank in terms of three pointers attempted per game? We're seventh in made um, uh, percentage uh, shooting per, uh, three point percentage. Oh, seventh in percentage. I think we're. Well, I think Zach was like six for thirteen last night, so we might have some times where it goes up. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we're twelfth. Twelfth place in three pointers attempted per game. Attempted. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Final answer. Yes. It was a reverse on my game. We are dead last. Dead last. Dead last. Damn, I thought we were taking way more threes than that. We take less threes than the San Antonio Spurs. That's wild. Yeah. We take currently 27.43 threes per game. But, again, we're seventh in the league in scoring. Um, so we it's take great. smart threes is what I'm here. Um, yeah. I mean, we we take we take smart threes. I, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, 
It also helps. That, and we're like, just shooting at a high clip, but also, too, it, it does help that Lonzo's shooting like 43% right now. Exactly what I was going to say. Lonzo's shooting kind of lights out right now. He's having a great, great, great season so far. Um, like, you know, and he even said it. He's like, I'm doing kind of what I, I've want, I want to be doing on the team. He's like, this is what I wanted. You know, I was trying to be, so people were trying to change me, and it turns out I just needed a spot that I could fit in. Like, that's it. He's shooting, yeah, 42% from three, 38% overall. And his, you know, his numbers are all pretty much the same as it has been his entire career, but they're in more impactful ways, I think is the best way to put it. Also, his defense has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Um, losing Vooch, I was going to call that out too. Like, losing Vooch for COVID, that sucks. But despite that, like, you know, we beat the Mavericks. We we beat the Clippers. Uh Lost, I mean, <laughs> loss is an understatement. That Warriors game was rough to watch. That was hard to watch. Yeah, uh, Steph that was, just did Steph shit. That was, imp- I, mean, I mean, we were so three point shooter all time. We didn't fucking. That's crazy. I can't believe I didn't put that on the rundown. And I mean, he's just gonna keep going and going. He's gonna destroy that record. I oh mean, yeah, just absolutely. Like his might shit become is like going to be like, uh, like Cy Young's wins. Okay, there you go. See, I was about to say, I was gonna say Cy Young, Cal Ripken, those those sort of. I mean, let's be honest. Will I? If anyone ever does, yeah. If anyone ever, 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 ever yeah. scores a hundred points in a game. I uh, I don't know what the hell I'll do. I everything that came to my head was like, there's no way in hell I'd be able to do that anyway. So it's not happening. This is gonna like, be this is gonna be like the Joe DiMaggio 56 game hit streak thing. Like yeah, it's gonna be like, yeah, nobody's like, ever gonna do that, that again. again. Ever, that ever, it's impossible. He is the greatest to ever throw a ball into a hoop. Yeah, you know, not overall. I specifically mean the shooting portion. Um, but again, actually, that makes me feel pretty good because for years I've always been like, this guy is like one of the greatest point guards of all time and i know that now sounds yeah. like now, i don't know that i would he just he's not really a traditional point guard but exactly I, I that's that's sort of the thing that's sort of the kind of comes in but i mean he is that position he also is averaging quite a few uh assists so like, like this year he's doing good he can he gets assists it's not like he doesn't but he is yeah. primarily a scorer and i mean if i could shoot like that i wouldn't pass the ball that often either <laughs> no i come on now. yeah no. so uh He's been very, very, very good. Is the primary reason why the Warriors beat the shit out of the Bulls, but the Bulls have been playing very good that se- this so far this season. 100%. Um, tonight, as I've already mentioned a few times, they're playing the Lakers, who are now the. Oh, sorry, my. Oh, sorry, my phone, my laptop just got a little wild there. The Lakers are the tor- organization that. A Carmelo Anthony plays who has been playing quite, quite well this year. So let's talk a little bit about the, the Melosance that we got going on here. Do you think he's a possible six-man candidate? I do. I mean, he is their, their six-man, right? Um, currently, he's averaging... Hold on, let me pull up these stats. I just lost them. He's currently at 16 points a game, four boards, um, and he's shooting the lights out of the ball i mean that's not gonna last he's shooting 47 percent from three right now on wow. i mean sorry that's from the field sorry i fucked that up he uh, is shooting no no no. wait i'm wrong he is shooting 47 percent from three as well damn. he's shooting identical percentages from the field and from three he's shooting 47 percent from three on almost seven three-pointers a game mm-hmm. um i don't imagine that that percentage like is maintained 
man, he is shooting the lights out of the ball. And he's basically the only good shooter the Lakers have right now. Like, he really is. And the thing is, like, we all know this. The Sixth Man of the Year Award is part narrative and part who is the highest scoring person on the best or one of the best teams in the NBA. One of the better teams, yeah. That's coming off the bench, right? So, like, that is the caveat. If he can maintain... Now, Taylor Horton, Taylor, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is not back yet. No, LeBron he played, James... No, he just played his first game yesterday. Oh, sorry. Thank you. He just got back. LeBron's coming back soon. Um, Some shots are going to be taken away from him over the coming months. But the way he's been playing, if he can finish the season at, like, right around 16, maybe even, like, 14 a game on a Lakers team that's like top three in the West, it's going to be hard to say no to that. And it's just a good story. Like, Oh, mellow, like fucking, you know, for so long, it was just like, no, I can't come off the bench. I can't do this. I won't do it. I won't do it. And then it's just like, all right, fine. I'll do it. Boom. Six man. Like well, what a cool story. That, but also what about the story of, Oh, the guy that nobody in the NBA wanted on their team anymore. That too. That like, too. I was talking to a buddy a very, about like, this NBA, like, Hey, our bad, but here's the award. Like, well, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It was just like, we were talking about Russell Westbrook and it was just like, I fear that Russell, like, and we've said this before on the podcast, like Russell Westbrook is just, he's the Allen Iverson of the NBA. And like, he is going to flame out the same way that Allen Iverson is. And it's crazy to me that like Mello got the same kind of treatment, despite the fact that Mello still has one discernible skill that the NBA yearns for. And that's shooting. And for two years, he was basically just like banned from the league, you know, um, it's crazy, whereas like Russell Westbrook has no discernible skills right now that are, and you know, it, I'm embellishing a little bit, but like that yeah, are appealing to, player. yeah, but they're not appealing to the NBA, yes. right? Like you look at that, and you're just like, huh? I can't believe Melo just got blackballed for no reason. Um, and listen, don't get me wrong, he was bad. He was bad, bad. Like mm, in Oklahoma City, he wasn't great, and in Houston, it didn't work. It didn't work, and uh, you know, he's adjusted his game and has since, you know, he's bounced back. I mean, he was not great in Portland, but he was solid. He was a good contributor for them. And like I said, <laughs> I think he might be the, I mean, he's definitely the best three point shooter on the Lakers right now. Yeah. Um, just percentage also, wise, but so as what he sits at right now, this will be the highest points per game. He has scored in four years. That so. too. Right. So you look at that, you look, you look at that combined with like, he's fourth in scoring on the team. Well, I guess, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Horton, he doesn't count. He just he got don't back. Count. That was one game. It was a good game, um, but it was just one game. You know, he's by far, like, his effective field goal percentage is the second highest on the team behind, or third highest behind the, on the team behind Wayne Ellington and Dwight Howard. Oh, I forgot about DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that doesn't really count either. Um, <laughs> but his three-point percentage is, like, far and away the highest on the team. Wayne Ellington, Wayne Ellington's shooting 46% on six threes a game. That's actually not that bad. Um, that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh, Russell Westbrook up to 32%. Hey, yo. Damn, AD's only at 20. Oof. No bueno. Yeah, well, he ain't going to be shooting those. They're not a bad three-point shooting team, but yeah, like, no. Melo is definitely carrying the load on that. He's I mean, second on the team in well. attempts per game. Yeah. But he's hitting. He's mm-hmm. fucking hitting. And, I love and, it, man. And, and, I love to see it. clutch moments, like, let's be honest. Um, and this is the thing I'll say about, like, Melo, like, throughout his entire NBA career, like, outside of that one period, like, with the Denver trade in New York, like, he's never been a prima donna. He's always been a really likable star. He's never been a guy where just like, oh, fucking mellow. That guy sucks. Like, yeah. that's just never I mean, been a part a, of the he's narrative. A two, the forcing himself out of Denver, which kind of ruined the, you know, kind of ruined the uh, the Knicks, the, the Knicks for a second mm-hmm. there. Um, and then, you know, at the tail end of his career at the Knicks, where he was becoming kind of like, no, I I'm a starter. What the hell are you talking about? 
Like those was two moments where he had a, he, those was two diva moments. Yeah, but I don't fault anybody for being a diva with the Knicks during that period of time because they yeah, were Knicks, awful. Yeah, you know terrible. what I mean? But like, um, yeah, he's yeah. likable. You like to see good things happen to likable people. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, let's uh, flip it. Uh, go back to the team that the Bulls beat last night in our time, the Clippers. Now, yes, they lost, but like I said, snapped a seven-game win streak. They were doing quite well this year uh, so far, and right now, what are they? Eight and five on in the year. So. Seven game where they started off one and four, got a seven game win streak. They're back in it. They're currently sixth in the West. Do we think that this team is capable of making a playoff run this year? So I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and apparently, apparently Kawhi's recovery is actually going a lot better than they anticipated. Like so much so that they think he might be coming back in like February, which is crazy when you think about when he got hurt. Um, but apparently he's like his his rehab has gone like without any hiccups whatsoever, and it's like he might come back a lot sooner than we thought. Yeah, the way that PG has been playing this year, I mean, we're talking like real, like actual, like MVP caliber numbers in the way that he's been playing this year, um, carrying a team that frankly is just not that good of a team. Like the sum of its parts are not that great. But he's currently at twenty-seven and eight with five assists a game. He's doing everything for that team, and if he can, if he can lead them for the majority of the season until Kawhi gets back, mm-hmm. um, or even into the playoffs, if he can get them to like a top five seed from a seeding perspective, like it puts them in a good situation. And then if Kawhi is in fact healthy. This team made it to the conference finals last year and had a good conference finals against the Suns without Kawhi. Yeah. If you bring Kawhi back, like the team's not really down many pieces. And also, let's not forget, Serge Ibaka's still not back. He's he was playing with their G League team yesterday yeah. or earlier this week. Like he's not back as of yet. And like that alone, like it puts them in a position to like potentially like if they can stay afloat for a while. I mean, as it currently stands, they're the ninth best team in the league overall. Um just NBA overall at nine and five or eight and five, just losing their first game out of seven yesterday. Um, they're putting up a lot of points. They're playing good defense. It's not un. It's not crazy to think that that team could make a, a run to the. I mean, it's all chance, right? Like they're the matchups that they got last year against the Mavericks. It put them in a position where they were able to get through. You know, then they ended up beating up on the uh, on the Nuggets, and then uh, you know, next thing you know, they're they're playing. Uh, they're playing the Suns in a pretty damn competitive series where for a while there we thought the Suns might actually lose. Yeah. So it's not crazy. This team is still talented. I mean, they're they're fifth in offensive points per game. They're uh or opponents points per game. So they're playing really good defense. They're middle of the pack in terms of offense. I think if they can stay afloat, like stay in that like four to six range, preferably like four to like three to five. If they can stay in that range, this is this could be a dangerous team making a deep run. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got a they got a good chance. They're both playing well. That yeah, you know, yet again, there's a chance that you know it's L.A. versus L.A. in the playoffs at one point. That'd be pretty cool though if it was. All right, hear me out. Happens again, just like last year. Yeah, LeBron's you know his injuries actually been a little worse than expected, but you know the Lakers don't reach as much as they do. Maybe the Clippers falter a little bit. Playing game, L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clippers. <laughs> Nobody wants that. What a terrible, what a terrible thing. For the city of Los Angeles. I know. <laughs> People out in the streets fighting. The Los Angeles play-in game. 
Oh no, L.A. Play. What would you call that if the, if New York is the Subway series? What would you call that? The Staples series. The Staples series. That's just not like, a yeah, bad gonna, one. We're all gonna play here, but we're not. One of us is gonna like. We're just gonna alternate home and away. <laughs> we're both gonna play. Oh, here. I got one. <laughs> the Warring Roommates. <laughs> They're just renting the same place. Terrible. Nah, fuck you. Terrible. Nah, Boo. Terrible. Boo. I loved it. How dare mm-hmm. you? That made mm-hmm. me laugh. And that's all I care about. Okay. No, I'm just all kidding. Right. Please love me. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, let's see here. Actually, here's a pretty not a terrible thing. What is a? Well, I'm just gonna cut to it. What's a prediction that you've been proud of so far mo- a month into the season? Mm, I feel like people know where I'm gonna go with this because the Washington Wizards are currently in first place in the Eastern Conference. But I'm not gonna go there. But when make we make sure you point it out. Yes, I have to because I said it, and Tad said I'm an idiot. Uh, and he's an idiot. He's not here to defend himself. I made one prediction during our prediction podcast. Mm-hmm. And so far, I gotta say, I kind of look like a genius. The New Orleans Pelicans are absolutely fucking trash. They are yes. so bad. They are so bad. They're two and 13 so far. They are unbelievably terrible. They are, oh my God, they're giving up 111 points per game. And they're only putting up 102 points per game. They have the highest negative point differential in the NBA right now. Oh, no, I take that back. Detroit does. And then Orlando. They have the third highest, but the highest in the Western Conference in the NBA. They are just slightly better than Houston. Just slightly. I really think that this team is still going to finish as the worst team in the NBA. I, I strongly believe that. And I'm proud of my decision to call out how shitty they actually are. In fact, shittier than teams like Orlando and Detroit and, and Houston. Well, Houston's like right One behind them. One I mean, they've lost right eleven now. in a row, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not close. It's not close. That New Orleans team is fucking terrible. Yeah, they're not good. I did see a stat. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of last season the pelicans only won one game when zion did not play so it's like yeah without him they're not winning like no no and i terrible. don't know and also brandon ingham just came back from injury yeah yeah that too do you uh, uh who do you think ends up leaving first between ingram zion, and zion and ingram, yeah. they're not staying there i don't well here's the thing ingram's on contract so the only way he's getting out of there is that they trade, trade him yeah so I guess it's Zion then. Maybe. Unless they decide, like, fuck it, we fucked up. Let's just blow it up. Trade Zion. Trade Ingram. Yeah. Start over again. Build up a bunch of draft capital. Speaking of, um, hey, I know we already talked about, like, the Sixers fucking up a lot lately. Hot damn if the Pelicans fucked up a lot in recent years. They're bad. They're not They're doing like, good. They just, um, it's just a lot of mismanagement. You know, I, I was always, like, I was always adamant about how, like, David Griffin is a good GM. And he just had to deal with LeBron, and that's tough. Mm-hmm. I am I'm wrong. I am wrong. He is objectively a bad GM. He has made nothing but bad decisions since he took that job. Um, I mean, he fucking he he was gifted Zion mm-hmm. and the Anthony Davis trade, which netted him a decent amount, and just let Lonzo go. Let Lonzo go. Kept Brandon. Yeah, who still was got, an All Star? Like got, that's cool. <laughs> still got Josh Hart. Uh. Yeah, I just, it's, he has really mismanaged that team to the extent that, like, 
that team should have been a playoff team two years ago, and they fucked that up. And then probably could have been a playoff team last year, but they fucked it up again. And now you're just like, what? They the, ruined J.J. Reddick's streak of going to the playoffs. I'll make sure to put that out there for Tad. Yeah, shut up. Uh, yeah, no, that that that's a that is a just a classic trash organization right there. They're not. They doing, really are they're not good. It's they're no bueno. Doing good. It's no bueno. It's, it's really no not. Bueno. I wish I had a little little sound clip. No bueno, but but don't. Um, look, I mean, I, I'm gonna admit we already talked about it. From being honest, but. I said the Bulls are going to be a pretty good team this year. I I did say like I think they're going. I just I'll admit hammering that down. I'm hammering it down. Boom. I did say probably like five. I was like between no. I think I said four through six. It was what it was. But I also definitely pointed out that there would be some points in time where they were going to be like in the top three in in the league. Didn't think they'd be at number one for as many times as they've been so far. They've been playing very very good. And again, Kobe White's coming back tonight. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see how that plays out. I, I mean, and he might not—he might have like a minutes restriction. Who knows? He might not play that all that much. It does make me wonder what's gonna happen to like IO's minutes. Those are probably that's gotten. that's my biggest concern is what he does to IO's minutes because IO's been a spark cloak off the bench yes, and just like a real very, like very a real good. problem on the defensive end, which is great. Well, exactly I guess right he, now, old Caruso starting, so you can have a one-two punch of IO and Kobe White. Oh, like, Caruso started tonight. He started yesterday. Uh, that's fair, and we we played pretty well with them playing again the four. Yeah, the, the Clippers play small though. The Clippers play small. That is true. That be outside yeah, of Zubac, so, like they don't really play very big. I'm gonna that's try like to their see. Whole thing. It's it's a little too early in the day uh, from recording for me to see lineups so far, but uh, yeah, like that's what happened before. But again, I guess it might not happen this today, but still, there's a chance that you can have a lineup of like because then that way, Kobe White's dribbling it and then. Uh, he can, you know, pass it off to I.O. As I guess like a... Because I think Kobe White's taller than I.O., right? Uh, I think they're about the same height. I think they're I like roughly similar. both 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Oh, here. I just saw this. Kobe, uh, Kobe White will be playing like 10 to 18 minutes. Just a 10 couple to minutes. 18? 10 mm-hmm. to 18. No bueno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, you're right. They're fucking great. They're playing great. We've yeah. talked about the ad nauseum at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point, I gotta, I don't want to, I don't want to overdo it. But like, hey, I said they was gonna do. I said they were gonna do good. It's happening. It's it did. happening. It did. It just also feels good. It feels good. And, and Tad would say, Tad would say, um, ah, uh, that's my Tad. Um, um, ah. Uh. <laughs> you Sorry. sound like Marge Simpson. Um, um. Can you just say homie in that voice really quick? Homie. Yeah. That's Tad. Yeah, it's Marge Simpson. That's Tad. That's Jay's Marge. That's Jay's Jay. Okay, let me type that the in. The magic. Oh, my homie. In- interchangeable. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's my Tad voice. Oh, wow. That was wonderful. I think, I think, and with that, we can head off over to plugs, right? <laughs> I think that's probably fair. Wow. Um, you can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Nikki Palooza. You can also follow the pod at NBA Pod. And here on TikTok, you can follow at Valley Ghostbusters. Thanks again for listening, everybody. For Jay, for Tad, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Enjoy the rest.